Hi, my name's Chris Oliver and I'm Chief Executive at Lancashire and South Cumbria Foundation Trust. Welcome to my podcast. Throughout these episodes, you'll hear from inspirational colleagues across our organisation, what it's like to deliver mental health, learning disability, autism and community services across our organisation. Today, I'm joined by the amazing Rebecca Hyam, who is our team leader for our children's um, complex care team. Rebecca, do you just want to tell us a bit about your service, a bit about you? Obviously, you your team won at the Ty- Trust Time to Shine Awards last last week, the week before. So, it um, be really good to hear um, and share your service with our listeners. Thank you. Um, so, I'm Rebecca Hyam. I'm team leader for the Children's Packages of Care team. We sit under the umbrella of the Children's Complex Needs Nursing Service, um, which also houses the Special Needs School Nursing and Children's Continuing Care and Assessment Team. Um, I've been in the NHS since 2001, trained as a paediatric nurse, um, spent the first six or seven years at uh, Lancashire Teaching Hospital Trust and moved over to LSCFT in 2011, um, where I returned to uni and did my specialist community public health nursing um, and qualified as a health visitor in 2012. So I stayed in health visiting till 2019 and moved into safeguarding in 2019 obviously still lscft um was always my aim to work in safeguarding from qualifying as a nurse safeguarding was the aim um in 2021 i um applied for an apprenticeship through the trust and um luckily was accepted onto the chartered managers degree apprenticeship at manchester met um a year in sort of acknowledged i needed some management experience if i was going to move on and came across cpoc um, and moved over just over 13 months ago okay. into the team leader role. Uh, I would say really unknown service okay. in the trust. Yeah, That's I'll my agree. opinion. Um, I think, yeah, you agree that's good. Um, I think having been a paediatric nurse in this trust for 11 years, I didn't know the team existed. Yeah. Um, found out by chance, applied for the role and moved over. Um, so the team, it's about 45 people in the team. Okay. Um, mainly healthcare support workers, a big bulk of healthcare yeah. support workers. Um, we deliver packages of care to children who've gone through a process under the Children's Continuing Healthcare Agenda. And at the end of that are identified that they meet the requirements for yeah. packages of care. Um, it's a really bespoke service. It's commissioned very differently to anything else in the trust. Yeah. And we bid for packages via the ICB on a case-by-case child basis. Um, as you can imagine, our competitors are agencies and we're very expensive. Yeah. Um, we're more, we would be more expensive than, than uh, the agency. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, we are much more expensive. Um, what we do provide is excellent, excellent care. That hasn't changed. That was always the case. The healthcare support workers are phenomenal. They are absolutely brilliant. They're the backbone of the team. The quality of care is exceptional. What the team didn't have was perhaps a vision yeah. Of, of how it could be better, yeah. how things could just be different. Um, historically, management had worked their way up through the team, so I didn't yeah. quite see with fresh eyes what I saw Outside when I... Outside of... Yeah. 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 Um, I think just accepted this is how yeah. it was. Nobody yeah. knows about us. Yeah. We just tootle along and this is how, what yeah. we do. Um, so I set out and thought, if I didn't know about this team as a paediatric nurse, pretty sure nobody else does. Yeah. So... Lots of networking. I pulled on every every department in the trust that could help us. Yeah. Um, whether that was Quality Academy, we worked with the PEF teams, I've worked with comms, I've worked with RD, 
and just got us out there. Um, never wavered with what we deliver. Yeah. We deliver the best care to those children, but nothing else was perhaps right. Yeah. Um, so staffing was an issue. Sickness was an issue. Compliance was an issue. The team doesn't fit within the yeah. trust's requirements. So everything became a little bit tick boxy okay. because we don't see these staff. They don't work in house. They don't yeah, come into the office. Children's in they're families. Children's homes. Yeah, yeah. They're in children's homes all the time. They don't come into the office. So they could work here three, four years and not know somebody else who's worked here yeah. four years. So address the team working to start with. Um, pulled together. It took some negotiating. I changed how the roster was completed to make things smoother to improve how much we were covering the shifts. Because what you have to remember is if we don't cover a shift and we don't cover all the shifts, we can't. Yeah. Um, if someone rings in sick, yeah. we, we can't cover a shift. But for these children, if we don't cover the shift, parents have to. Have to. So these children yeah. are you know, fully ventilated 24-7. Some yeah. of them they have tracheostomies, ventilators, medications every few hours. They can't be left. Yeah. So if we don't cover a shift, parents stay up all night right. to watch that child then. How do they go to work, work the next and day? Function as a family unit. Absolutely, yeah. and that's what we're there Massive. for. You know, these yeah. these children's conditions most of the time are not going to get better. This is chronic, mm-hmm. life limiting, life changing conditions that this will be life. Yeah. Um, so it's really important that we cover as many shifts as we can because yeah. that's the only time parents get a break. Um, so by addressing the team working, um, I had to look at the roster. What we do now is we bring in half the healthcare support worker team one day and the other half another day every single month so every month they come in they've met the rest of the team building the team working um we then deliver training to make sure everybody's up to date we do safeguarding supervision everybody has a one-to-one with the line manager every month so we're we're doing what the trust need but it's meaningful a a way that suits the team yeah yeah Yeah. not dragging them in after a night shift for a team meeting at half the state is not acceptable Yeah. yeah So, um, so yeah, they get their updates every month, the supervision, health and well-being every month. Uh, we're bringing in speakers, um, and they're going down really well. Right. Initially, there must have been a bit of change. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's been lots of changes that have not been popular, but I think we see we see you come through that now, and you've got yeah, and, the, and the be. team see that. Yeah, we seem to be. Um, like I said, the team are brilliant. Once we'd fixed the team working and, and the morale. Yeah. We went from two registered nurses to nine in a matter of five months. Wow. And we have nine registered nurses now. We have the shifts covered. We have less sickness. We have, I think it's only been one person who's left in the last year. We've got really good staff retention. But what that means then is we're responsive. Yeah. So that's why you, when you're saying we're getting the compliments and we're getting the, the sort of recognition because we can be really responsive. Yeah. Um, so... Conscious, I've not given you a chance to get a word. No, no, no. It's it's fascinating. I can just listen to this all day. And because the compliments that I get in are can be real tear tear jerkers when when you read these letters from families and the the impact that your colleagues and the team have on on them as a family unit. How do we support them? Because you know, children at the end of life must be really traumatic to care for. Yeah, and their own and our own colleagues' resilience. How do we? Um. So obviously one of the cases you've been made aware of yeah. recently was um, we were contacted by ELHT um, regarding a little girl who was had um, a life-limiting condition and was yeah. coming to the end of her life. She'd been between ELHT and Derian for a couple of months and, and it was it was explained to us that we had a week's left. Huh. Um, 
the team were phenomenal. They were phenomenal. I think they've just been given that much freedom to go. We can do that. And yeah. they're so passionate. The nurses, healthcare workers are exceptional. Um, so we received the call. Um, I sat the nurses down. I've done it twice in the last year. Sat everybody down rather than me going, we're going to do this. Yeah. Just giving everybody a little bit of ownership. So I sat everybody down. I was like, had this call. I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Are we going to look after this little girl? Yes, straight away. So this was the beginning of June. Um, it was a Thursday. She was discharged by Monday and she had full cover. Um, wow. What we thought would be a couple of weeks was four months. Wow. Um, really important to acknowledge that looking after children in the home, that frequency, that intensity is yeah. very different to looking after a child that's dying in hospital yes. or a child you visit once a week. Um, so sadly, the little girl did pass away in October, end of October. Um, the nurses were phenomenal. Um, the family um, really struggled, even though obviously knew it was coming. We'd all known yeah. the few days leading up to it. Um, thankfully, the nurse who was on call, so we have an on-call service because we're putting healthcare support workers yeah in children's homes if they need to yeah. have somebody qualified to contact. Um, the healthcare support worker, luckily, uh, sorry, the on-call nurse, luckily spoke the same language as mum, who in her hour of distress struggled with English. Okay. Hadn't done previously, but but did at that point. Um, Roxana, at one o'clock in the morning, went out to the home um, wow. to support the staff nurse that was on shift, who was obviously very distressed. Um, and the family and was just brilliant. So yes, it hits really hard. Yeah. It is a very, very different experience than looking after children. And do we do debriefs with the with the team yeah. afterwards? Yeah. Um so all the nurses came in the next day okay. um and spent some time together, went out for a walk. Um we've asked for support via the trust. Yeah. Uh, so we've contacted the trust's um trauma service. Yeah. Um the family, the senior nurses have supported the staff nurses to go out and visit mum afterwards, which has given mum closure yeah. and, and the nurse who was on shift closure. Um, they've all been offered that. They have been offered support. Oh. Um, I just acknowledge what a brilliant, brilliant. Mm. It's just, she had four mm. months Which is, at home. for the family, it's just yeah. amazing, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's... Uh, every Saturday evening, all the families came around. And, and to be fair, this little girl didn't know. Yeah, she yeah. didn't know, but her family did. Yeah. So they had cousins came around and they had takeaways around her bed every Saturday night. And it's, yeah, it gave them four months. Wow. Um, and it's it's phenomenal that we it can do phenomenal. that. It, it absolutely is. is. And that that bit of, um, I suppose, working, you're not working in a clinical setting, you're working in someone's home and they might have other children yeah. and they it needs to be as normal as possible for the yeah. wider family. How, how, do you, how does your team interact with the family without making it clinical? In a sense, I think I think the family probably accept okay. that that is it's, you know these children do have they have medical beds they yeah. have masses and masses of equipment so it will always appear clinical. Um, what we do with some families is we have two staff in on weekends to give families a complete break and we will take the child out okay. on day trips or wherever they want to go. Um, we also go out with the families, um, so there have been historically um, stories before I came in where. One of our healthcare support workers has gone to a university open day somewhere uh, for a weekend, yeah. yeah, to to support a child to do that. Um, we have a nurse going to London on a school trip um, next year with a little boy that we support in school. Uh, so he has TPN um, nutrition through a central line, and he wouldn't be able to go on the school trip. 
So one of the nurses is going to London. Uh, she was in the right place at the right time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we are there to make, to allow those children to be in lo- involved yeah. in family life as much as possible. Um, and I suppose the story from last December, which was our first real success since yeah. I came into post, was again two children writing to Father Christmas saying that their sister had never had Christmas at home and she was three and wow. she'd had every Christmas in, in hospital. Um, so we got a call from the um, commissioning support unit middle of December and her package had fallen down on the day of discharge, which wow. was obviously been heartbreaking for the family. So they built themselves. Yeah. Up. Yeah. And I think they'd had three breakdowns. Okay. So they'd had three where the package and they'd just given up hope. Yeah. And to hear of two children writing to Father Christmas asking for the sister to be at home at Christmas. Um and we managed to do that. So within I think we got the email on the twelfth and I think by the nineteenth she was home. Cool. And she spent all of Christmas and New Year at home, went back into hospital because we couldn't pull a 24-hour package out the window um, and was discharged on May and she's had full cover since and they are over the moon. So we've never faltered on what we deliver. We deliver exceptional service. Fantastic. We just didn't perhaps sell ourselves. We didn't have everything else in place, whereas now we do. And we we talk a lot, don't we, in the organisation about leadership and and you know and making sure that we develop and, and nurture leaders to to make their teams the best they can be. Yeah. And and clearly you've gone on and you went and did your apprenticeship and got you, you, that further qualification and and you just got Queen's. Award. I did going to London next week. Yep. So I've been. So just talk to us about the Queen's Award a bit. <laughs> um, yep. So the Queen's nurse. I wrote it down in case I forgot. Uh, um, <laughs> So basically, it's around. It's about community nurses. Brilliant. So to be recognised as one of the Queen's nurses, you have to have five years community experience and you have to demonstrate a high level of commitment to nursing practice and improving practice. So, um, yeah, so that was quite stringent. Um, so I was awarded that in September. The award ceremony is next week. Um, and I'm hoping it opens up a network of yeah. perhaps there's other people who are leading yeah. bespoke services that don't fit moulds that need... Yeah different just different angles of things and different ways of exploring things um so yeah super proud yeah it's it's fantastic and yeah. i suppose what would your aspirations be for for the, the service for yourself where do you see it going in the future uh, that's a difficult one uh. i think this is with the right backing i think it's unstoppable yeah and i think okay. children should have our service i yeah. think all children should have our yeah. service um, the ICB are really keen on okay. CPOC at the moment. Yeah. So obviously they hear the good news stories. Yeah. They now know that every time something goes wrong, they come to us. Yeah. We pull it out of the bag. Um, we're quite restricted. We're based in Burnley. No yeah. clue why. Um, it's but you cover the whole east. Yeah, of which Lancashire makes... and South Cumbria or the whole so of Lancashire. It comes through Lancashire. ICB, yeah. Blackpool are slightly different, but we do have one just verging onto Blackpool. So we receive notification from the ICB, yeah. well, CSU and ICB, um, with a package saying, okay. do you want this package? Okay. So we will be offered packages in South Cumbria, Barrow, okay. Lancaster, Morecambe, Blackpool, but, and all of Lancashire. But your team are probably tend to live around Burnley. Yes. So okay. um, I will pick and choose which ones we want to bid for based yeah. on whether we can staff them safely. Yeah. Um, so we go as far as we've got quite a lot in Central, a lot in Pennine, and then verging on to Blackpool. Okay. Um, but it's can we staff it safely? My vision would be we had a CPOC in Pennine, a CPOC in Central and a CPOC in North. Fab. And I think 
it's easily done. I um, think that let I think that would be really good. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously that would be my next yeah, step because yeah, yeah. I'm then, a little bit stilted in this yeah. organisation. And that's that thing, isn't it, of how do we now develop this service? And you, because you've done amazing things in, what was it, 18 months? 15, 14. 14 months, 14 months in the service. Mm. And I think if we can grow to make sure that we've got more families that can benefit yeah. from this service, yeah. then that's, you know, if you can have your child back home with you, that just makes just makes such a difference. Yeah, yeah. You can carry on with you. You're not having to go to hospital to visit. You can yeah. get back to work and some yeah. resemblance of a normal family yeah. life. Yeah, and you think about the little girl who'd spent, well, she, she was three and a half when she was discharged. She'd, she'd had a short seen. period out, but not much at all. But what's the impact on her other children yeah. and their family life? And, and we see that now with, you know, with their children. Wow. How can you live? How and can you, you pay for, your bills? For Christmas, she, she hadn't got back. So that was a third Christmas and she hadn't seen the first two at home. No. And you think the family with the other two siblings not yeah. Yeah. being a complete family on Christmas Day? Yeah, and you talked to mum about it and she would say like the children had to quickly open the presents and they all and had to go to Manchester. Got, and it wasn't, they're not the local hospitals. They are... The specialist. The, yeah, so it's Manchester or Old Air usually. Wow. So yeah, they're not on your doorstep. They're not 20 yeah. minutes away. It, it's it's huge. Um wow. And I think we could do it. And I think the bigger we were, the cheaper we would be. Yeah. Um, things are changing in the ICB. And yeah. we, like I say, we are very highly thought of. That We are the first point of call when something goes wrong. Right. So it's just carrying on doing that, really. Perfect. Okay, then. Well, I'll tell you what, Rebecca, it's been amazing <laughs> speaking to you, as usual. Um, <laughs> and this team is just... What you do is... It's just absolutely incredible. Um, and it's so appreciated by, by me and by the Trust Board. Um, and it was just a, a real privilege to see you get nominated and then win at last uh, <laughs> the other week's Time to Shine. So just a huge thank you for coming in today and doing the podcast. Thank you very much. If you'd like to understand any more about the information we've talked about in today's um, episode or, or anything about the organisation as a whole, you can look on our website, uh, which is LSC ft.nhs.uk and all the information and contact details are on there.